This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Well, here on the podcast, we cover arts, we cover culture, we take you inside the big stories and the conversations people are having around them. And we're also on top of breaking news. Like today, Janice Jackson, the CEO of Chicago Public Schools, announced she'll be leaving her job later this year. Jackson was a CPS student, teacher, principal, and a CPS parent. She's been running the district since 2018. We've also gotten departure announcements from a number of top CPS leaders recently. So Jackson's departure will be the biggest of several holes that need to be filled. WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp is here with some details. Hi, Sarah. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. We're keeping you busy here. And this is... I, did not, I, I mean, I actually heard about Rivera this weekend, but... Did you? And I heard something else was coming, but I did not expect this. So you didn't so this expect this? this is really this. crazy. I, I didn't, I mean... Between the chief education officer and the chief operating officer, that's a big enough change. I mean, but this is huge. And Jackson's ties, as I just mentioned, they go back to her childhood, right? And she's always said that this job was so personal to her. So you didn't see this coming. That's what she said. She called it her dream job. I actually remember, I I think the first time I met her was when she was principal of El Raby High School, which is on the west side of the city. And the thing about it is that she was so young. Then I mean, she was probably in her early 30s, and um, she looked so young that I almost mistook her for one of the students. <laughs> well, of course, I was younger then, too, so. I can relate. But, that happens to me, too. Right. Uh, every time I go to my kid's school, I'm, I'm you know, I'm looked upon as, as one of the high schoolers. This is a developing story, Sarah, so walk us through what we do know at this point. So we know that she put out a letter to everyone, including, you know, the, the media got it, saying that confirming that she is stepping down. She does not say where she's going. She says that she's very proud of, of several things that she's done, um, including opening a new high school in Inglewood called Inglewood STEM High School and um, an elementary school for gifted students in Bronzeville called Bronzeville Classical. We also know that Chief McDade, who I would have thought prior to this would have been her natural successor, is going to be superintendent of Prince William's School District in Virginia. And I'm not exactly sure where um, Mr. Rivera is going. So, you know, we we have a a bunch of departures, and we have it at a very critical moment. I mean, we're coming, we're just reopening schools right now after a pandemic. We have a huge influx of federal money that's about to come into the school district. We have perhaps the state legislature on the verge of passing an elected school board bill. So we have a lot of a lot of things going on, and to not have a leader will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. And 
this top district leadership all kind of leaving in this short window, what do you make of that? Like, why now? You know, I have a lot of questions that I don't really have answers to. One thing that I will say is that this last year, I think, was extraordinarily hard on everyone, but very, very much on CPS leadership. Um, You know, these negotiations over reopening were really, really tough. And I think that they were exasperated. I think that it's times, I mean, this is just my read on it, that they that they were a bit in the middle of the mayor, you know, trying to portray the mayor's um, point of view as well as trying to, you know, negotiate with the union. And that that was not easy. I, I don't believe that the mayor is a particularly easy person to work for, at least that's what I've heard. So, I I mean, I don't know all the dynamics that are going into this, but I do think that this last year has been very wearing on CPS's administration. Has Janice Jackson always seen eye-to-eye with the mayor? Publicly, yes. (laughs) But from what I understand, you know, internally, especially during these negotiations, not always. And And not just Janice Jackson, but also Latanya McDade, who you know, she's she's very powerful in the school district. They're kind of seen as tandem, as people that two that work together. Yeah, I don't I don't know that they've always seen eye to eye. I think that there has been times that they've wanted to things to go a different way. I will, you know, relate to you that that there was a time during these negotiations, these past reopening negotiations, one evening that Mayor Lightfoot like totally lit into the union. Mm-hmm. You know, she threatened them and, you know, just really called them out saying that they, you know, they were really, you know, not, not on the side of children and holding up the reopening. And I think that at that moment, the CPS leadership felt like they were much closer to a deal and that the mayor sort of hurt the situation rather than help the situation. And I think that that, you know, being in those positions, when you have the mayor saying one thing, the union saying something else, and you sort of have to just be quiet, it's not an easy position to be in. Sarah, give us the timeline here. When will she actually step down? So she said at the end of her contract, which is in June. So she's not going for renewal of a contract. And then everyone's leaving. It's basically the school year, and then it's, it's going to be all new leadership. And it's going to be so, so interesting to see where Lori Lightfoot goes. Does she try and turn to somebody internal? that's been at the school district for a while, or does she do what what Rahm Emanuel did when she first had a chance to pick new leadership and look all around the country and see if he could bring in, she could bring in somebody who brings a new, you know, a new look to the school district. So it'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, you talked about how the timing here, you know, this puts the city and the district in a very tough spot. Uh, You know, we, we can't afford to lose the chief executive for the district right now. So I imagine there's got to be a lot of planning going on right now for the fall. It's going to be an interesting summer. I I, I have to say, I don't think I shouldn't put any vacations on the schedule. It's it's going to be a very, very, very interesting summer. I wonder with this big federal money, you know, it's $1.8 billion. That's a huge amount of money. And there is a lot of people in the community who want input into how that's being spent. But there was also a lot of fear that that the mayor and Dr. Jackson was going to try and use it to spend down debt. I don't know where 
that lands, that discussion lands without, you know, a firm leader in place. So I think that that's going to be very interesting. What are you hearing so far from parents, from teachers, from principals? What are they saying about this? Well, so far, (laughs) I'm, you know, I'm looking at the Twitter, the Twitter sphere. And I, of course, you get all the people who are unhappy with, with the leadership saying, you know, sort of the the good riddance. I mean, there, there have been things that people are pretty critical um, against Jackson for. One, one of the big things is that under her leadership as chief education officer, um, which she was previous to being CEO, there was this big scaling back of special education services sort of done secretly. And she should have known about it if she didn't know about it and didn't stop it. And it, it, you know, it led to the state taking over special education in the city. So a lot of people who really blame her or at least think that she has some culpability for that are saying, you know, good riddance, there's no love lost. Yeah. But then there's also, you know, a lot of people really loved her for, she was seen as a very strong advocate for principals and, you know, somebody that was a real cheerleader for the school district. So I think, you know, of course, there's going to be different opinions um, as to her leadership. That's WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp. We've been talking about the breaking news that CPS CEO Janice Jackson is resigning. Sarah, thanks for the update. Thank you. And that's today's Reset. Keep your eyes and ears on this podcast. We'll have more about the shifting leadership at Chicago Public Schools in the coming weeks. Meanwhile, take a few seconds to give us a rating and review. It really helps other people find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening, and we'll meet again tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.